Kevin from Greenberg. What up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yes. Well, first I want to say uh, thank you for you, you guys and uh, the platform that you provide for everyone. I think thank you, you brother. And I want to thank the listeners for the support of my son and his video, Make It, which is out on YouTube. The kind People check it out? Oh, yes. And y'all got listeners from Africa, Europe, supported my son. Dope. And I really appreciate it from you guys and the, and the uh, Breakfast Club listeners. But All right, brother. I don't like I just want to talk about the Kamala um, Harris. You know, she's a great pick, but social media are dogging her as far as her um, saying she's not black enough and saying that the incarceration of black people. And I, I think she was just doing a job. And it, it just, there's just social media just killing her, especially black folks, which I yeah. don't understand. I, I don't understand, and nor do I get it either. It seems like it's especially black folks, but it's not especially black folks. A lot of that is is manufactured. You know what I mean? You, it, it's it's bots. You know, it is a lot of people, black people that I'm not gonna say it's a lot, but it is a, a large amount of black people that don't like her. But a lot of that is, is bots, and a lot of that is coming from the Trump administration. But that's 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 expected. Okay, okay. I, I, I think it's more than bots, hey, bro. Andy. Yes, sir. Hey, Evie, I know you ride your bike and you be riding for miles. If you're not busy Sunday, why don't you come up to White Plains and ride for justice at 9 a.m.? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great event. Yeah, I've seen, I seen Tamika Mallory and my son doing it. I might go do my ride at 5 in the morning and join y'all. I might. I was, I was thinking about that today, but, you know, I, I usually do my rides 5 in the morning, so by the time I get back, my kids is up so I can be here for their breakfast. That's why I go so early, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe I will try to make it up there. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Wavy, man, calling from Baltimore. Hey, what's up, man? Wait, you what's up, chest? King? Hey, how you doing, man? Yo, I am a huge fan of this show, man. I, I've been listening to y'all for years. I just really want to thank y'all, man, for just doing what y'all are doing and being who y'all are, man. I really, really appreciate it. Help me through some tough times, man. So I definitely appreciate y'all and what y'all do, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Well, um, appreciate you, you, King. You doing good now, though? Hey, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm off today. It's my birthday, man. So Happy I'm, I'm birthday. Good. Happy I'm born birthday. day, brother. Thank You're a Leo. You, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I'm a Leo, Uncle Shaw. I work overnight, and honestly, I listen to you guys um, while I'm putting away the boxes or whatnot. I work a giant overnight, so I'll be grinding, but y'all be helping me get through, man, and thank you. And I, I really want to give a shout-out to my cousin Chris, man, my brother um, Clinton, and my parents, man, uh, and I love B more, man, and I love y'all, and I thank y'all for letting me on. Thank you. All right, man. Peace, King. Hello, who's this? Hey, this team calling out Ohio. What's happening? What's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the election. I just think it's whack that we pretty much vote, and we got to vote for anybody just to get Trump out of office. I mean, it seems like this is our only option after we've seen, like, both the records of, you know, Biden and Harris. It's just whack that we got to vote for them to get Trump out of office. All right, well, make sure you vote. Make sure you're registered. What's Harris's record, uh, King? 
I'm just talking about where all of the convictions that a black man she put behind bars. What I, I'm thinking that what's the number of convictions? I'm, How many I'm, black men did she put behind bars? Like what what what, what what's the number? Because I keep hearing people say that, but I haven't seen any numbers. What's the number? Well, I haven't done all the research. I don't know the numbers. Nah, and that's the problem. Right. And that and Hold that on. is the problem. Hold on. And that's the problem. You know, with some numbers, though, she, you know, she, uh, did district attorneys, you know, she putting people behind bars. But listen, I'm just saying that since Trump been in the office, black people has come together to, like, stand up against that racism. I seem like we just waiting for somebody to get in the office to put us back to sleep, or we waiting for somebody to save us. Like, nah, bro, we need to stand together like we've been doing and keep fighting, you know, for what we doing instead, instead of waiting for somebody to come in to try to save us or pacify us. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I so agree with are, that. Right. And, 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 and it's not even about Senator Harris. It's about why he the president. She just the VP. Now we can I'm talk not voting about for, I know a little bit about him. I'm not voting for Biden. I'm voting for Senator Harris. I'm not voting. Um, so are you, sir, are you voting? Are you registered to vote? I'm registered, but, man, it's so hard. It's tricky. Like, man, this is whack to me, man. I just don't feel like I want to give my vote to somebody that right. I mean, we've been standing together fighting. I mean, nobody's coming to save y'all. We got to save That's ourselves. Your... I mean, uh, do me a favor. nobody's coming in to save us. I agree with you 100%. But I my do God. think that uh, we can use our collective power and we can use our collective black leverage to, you know, elect people that we want to elect. And then we can hold them accountable once they get in those positions. I agree with you. I think black people have come together in a real way. And we need to keep this collective pressure going yeah. way beyond once right. somebody's in the White House. Well, thank you. Right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Oh, it's Anthony. Uh, good morning, DJ MV, Charlamagne, God, and Charlie Good morning, Peace, King. I wonder. Good morning, good morning. Um, I want to start by saying uh, congratulations on you guys with uh, Radio Hall of Fame uh, induction. And, Thank um, you, sir. Uh, I, yeah, no problem. Um, and uh, MV, um, you invited Charlamagne on a bike ride. And uh, I'll let you guys know that uh, I was saying that uh, MV invited you on uh, Charlamagne on a bike ride. And uh, apparently bike riding can lower men's testosterone and cause erectile dysfunction because of the pressure that um, it causes when you sit on the bike seat. It puts mm. pressure on the um, on that space that's called perineum, and it can slow the blood flow. So I'm not trying okay. to discredit you, guys, or I'm not trying to stop you from riding bikes, but yeah, I got gel happen. for him though, brother. I got some gel for him, so he'd be all right. I got some nice wow. gel for him to make sure he's, he's all right. You, you think he's trying to sabotage? Perineum? You think he's trying to sabotage Charlemagne? Uh, I can't call it one way or another. <laughs> you know, definitely no, sounds like some sort of infiltration, penetration. Something he wants to do to my peranium. That'd be a dope Bobby Brown remake. It's my peranium. Where's the peranium at? It's like in between your b**** and your monkey? Yeah, that's the medical term for it. It's called the peranium. I just found that out. Wow. Thank you. You learn something new every day here on The Breakfast Club. Yeah, you got to protect our Hall of Famers. You know, you can't let the Hall of Famers go out. That's right. But I got got some gel pants for you, Charlotte, man. You be good, man. No. Joe pants take care of everything between your ass and your penis. Bro, you're not getting my perineum, King. I don't want your perineum. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? Dorian. Hey, Dorian, get it off your chest. 
Yeah, I got an issue with Charlemagne. I feel like he's been extremely reckless with bashing, fighting all the time. I mean, we got the most dangerous president we've ever had in this country, in office right now. And every chance he gets, he's like, Biden's not, we need Democrats policies. We need to get Trump out of office. Uh, once again, I, I don't have time to have this conversation with people because if you're trying to get those uh, dis disaffected voters or those young voters to come out, trust me when I tell you, saying uh, that you're the anti-Trump just isn't enough. A lot of energy is behind Senator Kamala Harris right now, and a lot of energy is behind the fact that they actually have, you know, an economic black agenda for, 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 for black folks. And people want it to be stronger, yes, but it's a great start. But they got to keep that momentum up. Period. Every every single moment is advertising. Every single moment is a commercial. Every single moment is promotion and marketing. What's going to make people come to the party in November? Putting Senator Harris on the flyer with Joe Biden. Last night, there wasn't, there was not enough of that in no way, shape, or form. Why do you think people complained when they was like, damn, why Michelle Obama ain't mentioned Senator Harris? But she pre-taped before, you know, uh, Senator Harris was the VP pick. So, yes, if you really want Joe Biden to win, then you'll be encouraging him to push an agenda and policy as, as well as Senator Harris as well. All right. Well, hello. Who's this? Hi, this is Stephanie. I tried yesterday, but I sounded terrible on the phone. Hey, Stephanie. Get it off your chest, mama. Um, Charlamagne, you keep talking about people not being outraged about this whole voter suppression thing. I am literally terrified. I woke up the other day. I live on, like, a main street, and there's a mailbox across the street. I woke up, like, scared that they took the mailbox away, and I keep checking every day, and I'm like... Trying to get out the information that we need to go support the USPS, but also to make sure that our ballots are counted. But it's like you don't know what to what what to do in a situation. This is the craziest thing ever to be happening right now. That's true. You can um, text USPS to five zero four zero nine, and they'll send letters to your senators and representatives in support of the postal service. It it, it takes like less than one minute. I actually did it yesterday. Just text USPS. The five zero four zero nine. But yesterday I did, uh, you know, see the outrage I was looking for. There was actually a, a hashtag. It was um, divorce Trump, and it had like sixty thousand, seventy thousand tweets. And it was, you know, people finally, I guess, realizing like, whoa, 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 this dude is really trying to kill our democracy. Yeah, it's like we act like, you know, you see this happening in other countries, or you know, have happened dictatorships, all of the above. We act like it can't happen to us, but. He is trying to do exactly that. We are not exempt from such. Absolutely. Those with other countries because of one person, because of a dictator, not because of Absolutely. Like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I had to get uh, off my chest. I'm terrified, but I'm going to vote and do my part. Well, thank you, bro. Yes. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Sherry Shepard. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm doing hey. a little Sherry. awkward. A little awkward. The, the, the first conversation between you and Angela Yee was like, I know you ain't got no pants on. And you replied, I don't. I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> it's, it's very businessy up at the top and everyone right. back to sleep at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, business on top, party on the bottom. <laughs> hey, we was talking about you this We was talking about you this morning, Sherry. I never knew that you was on Friends. Yes. I, I, you, you remember it was uh, Gabrielle Union, Aisha Tyler, and it was me. I'm Rhonda and these are real. See, I gave you my pudding. I shared my snack pack with you. 
That was a memorable people line. Ask me to say it. Mm-hmm. I'll be shopping for oh, toilet know. paper, and people ask me to say the line. Really? And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know what was happening. I thought you were having a stroke. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I, like, I didn't know what you was doing just now. <laughs> did you? Let me ask you this. Uh, Sherry, did you ever used to watch Friends before you were on an episode? Keep it real. I really didn't. I No, I really didn't because there was nobody that looked like me, but I watched Living Single. Same here. All right. the right. time. Yes. Which I was also mm-hmm. on Living Single, but... They had to fight for me to be on Friends because the role that I did was written for a white person. And my agent said, just let her come in the room and audition and see what she does. And that's how I got hired. Right. And they never brought you back because you called out all the white people? They said you left a postcard? <laughs> that, that... That's hilarious. I, I was devastated. I was in my early 20s, and I was so excited to be on Friends because my, you know, they had let my agents know that I did such a great job. And that literally, mm-hmm. that, that particular episode was one of the top, you know, fan favorites, even to this day. And so I made a postcard with me, and I brought up the color. Like, my skin, everything was just real colorized. And I put on the back of the postcard, Friends finally got some color. And I sent it mm-hmm. to all the people because we didn't have a, uh, you know, all the social media. So I sent it to all my friends and fans and all of the producers at Friends, and they never called me back. Like, sometimes Damn. if your character is will steal a scene, they will call you back to do other work. And they never called me back for any auditions ever, and I was so devastated because I said, did I wow. offend the producers? So I'm not saying that that's, they should have called me back, but I, right. I never was called back. Are they calling you more? Are they, are they reaching out to you now with everything going on? The phone lines are starting to light up. Your agent is calling you. But like, hey, we're getting a lot of offers right now, a lot of auditions. I'm hoping that that comes my way, you know, but um, I don't think my calls have increased because I think people just know me and they know my reputation. But I hope that that's happening for other people who didn't have, you know, the chances that I've had. Right. Are, you, are you happy with the diversity? Y'all call me. For what? <laughs> we ain't got nothing off you. <laughs> you know this ain't gonna help you. But you say, I mean, listen, you you have stayed working though. So just for other people out there who are trying to make it right now, what is the difference that you see from when you first started in your career and now? Just was it a lot more difficult back then? And what advice would you give to young black women and young black men who are trying to break into the industry and having a difficult time? I think, number one, if you know this is what you're supposed to do, don't let anybody stop you. Because it only takes one person. I mean, even with with the show, I was promoting Iglesias, Mr. Iglesias. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias hired to be his love interest. They were were, uh, auditioning name actresses who you know. And someone from our wardrobe department, Elora Casado, was a theater major in New York. But she had no agent in, in L.A. And she was doing our wardrobe. And, and the head of the wardrobe went to Gabriel and said, would you just give her a chance to audition? That's something that you don't do. You can get fired for doing something like that. But Gabe being the person that he is, he said, okay. And Lorda came in and blew him away. They hired her. They hired the wardrobe assistant to play his love interest. And it was and she was amazing. They made her regular on the show. So that's why I tell people, it only takes one person mm-hmm. to believe in you. So if this is what you know you're supposed to do, keep doing it. Now, what I see that's different now is now people are going, well, why can't the chief of staff of the hospital be a black person or right. be a Latina person? So, you know, I think it is opening up because I had the reputation when I did Friends and Suddenly Susan, I used to be known as a black girl that did all the white shows. Now you got leads of shows, Niecy Nash doing Claws and Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder and Kerry Washington. So it is opening up. More people behind the scenes. That's what we need. 
All right, we got more with Sherry Shepard. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sherry Shepard. Yee. Now, you also have your podcast, Two Funny Mamas, with Kim Whitley. So how much fun is that for you? Because that seems like it's something that you're doing just because you're passionate about it and it's a good time. I love doing Two Funny Mamas podcast. It's on YouTube, so you can subscribe on YouTube. And we're just, you know, we're two single mothers. We're raising black boys, and we just happen to be, we just love making people laugh. We're on tour on our Ladies' Night Out comedy tour, Kim Whitley and I. And we just we talk about everything from marching, from Don Lemon calling people out, to should we shave during the quarantine, to how do you have COVID sex, back to how do you have confidence as a woman, how do you date. It's just a gamut of stuff because we grown-ass women and we talk about grown stuff. So we're on our seventh we're on our seventh episode right now. Right now we still have right. people coming at us wanting to pitch a TV show based on us. And, you know, ultimately I would love Kim and I to have a talk show. I would love I that. Love Kim Whitley. Now you have a 14-year-old son, right? Your son's 14 now? He just turned 15. He's in high he school. 15. And I found out he, he just had, I found out he has a Snapchat account. And um, on his Snapchat account he said, he said, I like the WWE, I like the NBA, I like Teen Titans and Nickelodeon, and I want a girlfriend. It's so hey, sweet. Uh-huh. He wants a girlfriend. What if his girlfriend, what if his girlfriend got a hoopty? That's okay, because that's he he got a hoopty. Like, you know, my son told me. He's only he's 15. He's 15. He should have a hoopty. If he's right. driving around with a girl who's got a Mercedes, then that means she's a grown woman like me, and I'm going to punch her in her damn mouth. Jeez. Trying to get my son. <laughs> So she should have, yeah, I'm that kind of mama. Don't come at my son, these older women, because he's starting to look like a young man, and I can see older women looking at him, and I look at them and go, you don't even have a uterus anymore, so stop it. Um, oh, my gosh. But I don't play around with my son. I'm, I'm one of those, Angela. Now, with every, everything that's going on now, what, what conversations are you having with him now? Because he's, he's 15, he's out, and he's with his friends, and, you know, we've seen what happened with George Floyd. We've seen what's going on with the world. Racists are popping out crazy. So, so what conversations are you having with him? It's very hard for me because I just did a post about uh, Elijah McClain, who was murdered by the police. And, you know, he was wearing a ski mask, which if people who have children with special needs or unique challenges, you know, those things, it helps your central, your nervous system. That's why you wear those kind of things. Jeffrey wears a hoodie because, you know, the hood on his head, it just grounds his nervous system and he's socially awkward. So to know that uh, a boy got murdered and they didn't get to, you know, he was saying to them, I'm an introvert. I'm different. And they weren't yes. listening to him. That was it, sad. It, just, it broke something in me yesterday, I swear. It's very scary for me. And I try not to, you know, I gotta, I'm got i raising a, a blackish sort of child. He does have a lot of benefits because I'm his mother. But at the end of the day, they don't know he's Sherry Shepard's son. And I try to, he, he, I want him to have his innocence and not go out there with all of this fear. So he can handle some of it, the conversation. But then sometimes he's like, it's too much, mommy. Stop sending me all of the Karen videos because I like right. doggone, uh, you know, the WWE women. So <laughs> I'm trying not to give him too much and let him be, let him be happy and let him have his joy. So what if I'm, um, you know, I think I'm more anxious for me. He wants a girlfriend. Yeah. Now, what if he brings home a white girl? Would that matter to you? Are you cool with whatever? I want the person who loves my son, but I have to say, Angela, when you say that, fear goes all through my body. It just does. Because I'm seeing all of these Beckys and Karens, and it's my fear, 
at some point you're going to act the way you are. At, I'm a black woman. At some point I'm going to act like where I came from. I keep it suppressed a lot, but it will come out. And I feel at some point you're going to act like who you are. And that scares me. That scares me that there could be a, one misunderstanding and she can say, I'm going to call the police. I, you know, you got angry and that scared me. So I would have a hard time. You know, I don't want to put that on him. But for me, it scares me. You want to protect yourself. I'm going right? to tell you something, Sherry. God got a sense of humor. Him. So I can see him. I can see him bringing home a Karen, a white woman <laughs> actually named Karen who's driving a hoopty. <laughs> I can see that happening. You know, and you just have to, I would love whoever my son brings, and I don't want to put any of that on him. I would love, if you love my son, I'm going to love you. I'm not going to say I don't have any trepidation, you know, and that's why I have to trust in God that he brings the right woman. But I sure hope she looked like me with a long wig. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> oh, Sherry is crazy. Mr. Iglesias is on Netflix right now, right? It's on right now, Mr. Iglesias, and um, and 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 I got a book. I mean, excuse me, I'm working on a book, and then I got a movie coming out called Best Week Ever on Netflix. It'll be coming out in a couple weeks. I got some more stuff going on. I'm, I'm in quarantine. I can't even remember. But Mr. Iglesias is the big one, and my podcast right. is Funny Mamas. All right. Good well, to thank see you for you, joining us. Good to see you. Today. A new episode is out. A new podcast episode is out today on YouTube. So I'm, I'm on it. Okay. I'll be listening. All right, thank Sherry. You. Well, thank right, you for Sherry. checking in. We appreciate you. Self-finance, self okay? I just sold my hoopsies to pay for this podcast. So there we go, Charlamagne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's Sherry Shepard. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're asking, ladies, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Now, this came from our conversation with Sherry Shepard this morning. Let's play a clip. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're tr you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. So we're asking, would you? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Lorenzo. Hey, Lorenzo, Lorenzo. would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Yeah, I drive a hoopty right now. I'm a married man. When I met my wife, I drove a hoopty. But we own rental properties. We got a nice house that we're proud of, and it's not an issue. It's not about where you Now, now slow down. There you go. What kind of car do you drive? Because I want to know your definition of a hoopty, because Envy's definition was all off. Okay, I drive a 2003 Ford Focus right now. Okay, yeah. That's a hoopty. <laughs> That, that, that's you win. You, you win. Shut you right up, ye. That that is. Now, why don't you? Why don't you get a newer car? I'm just curious. It's just not important to me. I'm more worried about getting more rental properties. I'm more there worried about keeping my wife happy and uh, leaving my kids something when I'm gone. That's my focus. There you go. That's my Ford focus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Well, I'm I've always. Um, <laughs> And, uh, Andy, I'm kind of like your dad. You said he always drove a hoopty. I just never really felt always. comfortable in a nice car, to be honest. This would always drive. Really? Would, would you like it if, like, you know, maybe your wife surprised you and bought you a new car? Would that be dope? Nah, she better get, another, get us another property. 
There you go. Because you know what? I'm not going to lie, though. Sometimes them cars get old, and then you end up spending so much money fixing things. You might as well just get a new car. Nah, get your old hoopty, put liability on it, and you're good. Nah, How much is a new... He ain't even got How much is a new Ford Focus? Let me see. How much does that run? No, boy, why are you laughing? <laughs> Y'all laughing at my car? She laughing at your car. No, I'm just trying to don't see what the... Don't oh, let her laugh at your car. This is a wagon. Let's see. How much can we get for that? Okay. Don't you Ford Focus, you might, get, you might get like $3,000 for it. How many miles it got yeah, on it? Uh, got like 190 Oh, wow. Ooh, no, you're not going to get $3,000. Yeah, you're going to get about... You're going to get about yeah, $900. $200. you <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a, that's a full focus, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, but uh, Sharon was wrong, though. She was talking about how she bringing a man up and he can't go where she can go. Men do that with women all the time. But that women expect it. And that's the difference. They expect for okay. a man to take them places they couldn't go and things like that. So it, it's, uh, it depends. Like, oh, no, no. Let's not generalize. There's a lot of places I can go. That I, you know, I'm not. I, Jeez, I can man. take myself a lot of places, so you know, I get it. And she can take herself a lot of places. So I think her point was, I can do these things, and if he can't do them, then it might hurt his own ego. I just want to give you a lot of props for having that Ford Focus with two hundred thousand miles, brother. You, 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 <laughs> you stay clean out there, man. Hello, who's this? This is Celia. Hey, Celia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're asking, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Well, in my younger days, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but I'm in my mid-30s, right. and I think that if you don't have, uh, if your life choices haven't led you to at least have a reliable vehicle in your mid-30s, then we'll probably butt heads. What if it's a reliable hoopty? I still think, you know, it should be it should be something up to date and nice. I, I think a hoopty doesn't go hand in hand with reliable. Hoopty to me is like it's run down. It's not up to par. You probably have problems with it. It's not, you know, it's not right. something that if you're in your mid-30s that you should be, you know, you should have something nice and reliable. I agree with you. And I, I agree that when you're younger, things like that don't matter because we all struggling trying to make it. But when you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I don't want to have, like, struggle love anymore. Right. And I understand things happen, but, like, I don't want to have to weed through, like, okay, are you just going through something or is this just who you are? Are you just a person that doesn't make good decisions, you know? At least at least come with a reliable, up-to-date vehicle. And then he's like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your car to get to work? Then you dropping yeah, him off at that. work. I have seven children. Seven children? I don't need eight. <laughs> How do you fit all those kids in the car? She got a minivan. I minivan can't sit. <laughs> minivan can't sit eight. She got the third I row. So much, I can't even believe I'm talking to you. Even I, with I a third that. row, what kind of car do you got that seats eight? I have a a, a Chrysler, um, a Dodge, or what is it? A Chrysler uh, Town. You don't even know what she has. <laughs> I know. Chrysler I know. I'm Town and Country. There's no way in hell you get all seven kids in that one. Yes, car. you can. No, Look, you can. three in the middle, three in the back, one in the front. Yeah. And I have teenagers, and and sometimes I have my kids and a couple of their friends. They squeeze in, and we make it happen. Lap it up, baby. Goodness gracious. Exactly. <laughs> so wait, who gets the ride shotgun? They all fight over it. So I don't just let my oldest get the shotgun because she's the oldest. If my five-year-old calls it first, then that's who, who gets it. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> we have yeah. daily fights and sometimes fist fights over the front <laughs> seat. Make when your husband's in the car with you, one of the kids got to sit I'm on the floor. Mom. Oh, yeah. How are you going to assume that she's a single mom raising seven amazing kids? 
One of them got to sit on the floor. Don't lie. You got to at least have an up-to-date car because I'm doing seven by myself. So I, I know if, you, you're, if you're just you, then you can have a, a decent car. It doesn't if have I date to be you, boring or anything. I got to have a tractor trailer if I date you with those damn kids. <laughs> Jeez. Not all women with children are liabilities, and not all women with less or no children are assets. That's a fact. No. I just got to get all the kids in the car. Fact. How y'all going to come to my house for Christmas? We got to get a tractor trailer to get everybody there. Jeez. She's like, look, I raised. We're the whole party. You know, you don't have to send out a bunch of invitations. Right. Just invite me. We're so the for the party. pandemic, <laughs> you were straight because you had your seven kids and they had things to do. They were playing with each other the whole oh, time. I'm, I have I'm a so great straight. idea for a, a business for you. You know how they have like people that you could hire if you don't have a lot of friends. If there's people whose kids don't have a lot of friends, they could just call you. <laughs> and you're going to bring seven over. You bring all the kids the and then you just charge them. Yeah. And it's a party. So it's like the wedding singer, but it's like the friend. Right. The friend for the kids. Well, God bless you, mama. I want more kids. I want 10 kids. My wife's not trying to have it. I'm trying to have more, 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 more kids. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is we don't want no scrubs. That's what it's sounding like. Now, I understand the diamond and the rough thing. I think when we're younger and we're not in that space and we're all trying to come up together, it means a lot. And there are some women who are okay with, you know, that. And we did speak to a man who actually has a lot of properties and cars aren't important to him. But I do think you know, we don't want to be having to pick you up on the side of the road because your car broke down. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to ask, having to ask us to drive our car because your car broke down. You can't get to work. So I think as long as you have something decent that works, then, you know, it could work out. But certain people like a Sherry Shepard, she's just not with it. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Their album is out right now. We got the locks. No doubt. What up? What up, fellas? What's going on? Album out right now. Everything great. Feeling good. Yes, sir. What's up with y'all? Yeah, nah. Every everything is good, man. The album sounds amazing. It's refreshing. One of those albums that make you want to go on on a jog, as Kiss is doing right now, or made you want to hop on that bike, or or make you want to work out. It it gives you that feeling. It restores the feeling. So let's talk about the album. Did y'all do pandemic style? Did y'all do before pandemic? Did y'all get together in the studio? How did did it come together? This is definitely before, man. We had a bunch of records, and um, we made a bunch of new ones. This way before everything took place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was definitely in the studio. It was definitely... We've been working... Forever since the people been asking for it, but trying to get the business straight and ownership of the masters and so I mean that was really the time lapse between all of the albums. But once we signed with Rock Nation and got a partnership, able to own own our music and be in control of our business, we finally decided to let it out. You know, but man. it's been, it's been 20 years. It's, it's very yeah. hard. To That's how long it takes to get your rights back in this game. Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now we've been giving y'all like Trinities and um, um, all kind of projects. Built the Americas. Everything. Built the Americas. Little finger foods. But this yeah. is a this is an entree prepared by Big Mama. Yeah. Yeah, it don't even when when you look at the statistics, you like, damn, it's the lot. It's only the lock's third album. Like it seems like y'all put out so much catalog, you can't believe it's only your third studio. Because we have, we have been putting out a bunch of. Yeah, that kills me when we do interviews and they say, so your new fourth, third, fourth album. 
Like, we 80 years old. How we only got three albums? <laughs> if mix, if mixtapes counted for albums, we probably have the most albums in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a fact. How, how, how has the creative process changed as you've gotten older? Because, like, you know, it, it was 20 years ago that the last Locks album dropped. Even though y'all did put out mad music, solo projects, mixtapes, everything, but how has the creative process changed as you've gotten older? Not really, not really creatively, more like content because we got older. The things we yeah. talk about. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, before we was trying to get our hands on a kilo and, you yeah. know what I mean? Now we own businesses and all type of stuff. So you got to figure out a crafty way to just show your evolution. I was watching the podcast that y'all did with uh, Mary J. Blige and Angie Martinez, and she was talking about how, you know, how she knew y'all growing up, and she said style yeah. seven at the time and lived there. Right. used to hear her sing. And, you know, taking the demo and bringing it to Puff. I always thought if Mary would have started a label at that time, would y'all have signed to Mary? Absolutely. Sure. Definitely. Absolutely. For sure. 1,000%. Shout out to Mary. She, like I always tell people, she didn't want anything after that. Even yeah, watching us blow up. Mary probably did Love. the best business with us than anybody. Absolutely. She got us a deal <laughs> and then won a nickel. Word, <laughs> Word that's a fact. She don't even that's get a find this video. I talk about find the Yo, feet. nothing. Yo, nothing. She ain't want nothing. nothing. She let her cousin get that. Our man. Our man Absolutely. that actually yeah, gave her the tape. Yep. She let our man Bop get the find this feet, who, uh, who was part of our entourage that actually... Pass her the tape that we pass him. We let him get the funds. Wow, you know y'all talk about the evolution of y'all music, man. A record like "Miss You," like like what place did each of y'all have to get in your lives to realize like that's the message you want to send in the song? Because y'all represent the streets. Yeah, now, yeah. Now you're trying to get brothers out of it. Absolutely. Like I said, I was born in the streets, but I was just smart enough to move. You know what I mean? Whatever I went through, I don't want my kids to go through at all. So kind of that's what I was at with it. And just putting that message out there to the young. Dudes that was like us, that's probably still hustling, you know what I mean? Taking penitentiary yeah. chances. You do it to get out of the game. Absolutely. Nobody want to hustle or yeah. risk your life to stay there. You know what I mean? You try to make a better way for yourself, your family, your loved ones. Well, that's the overall get goal, getting out of it. How do you know? What do you say, Sal? I said if we don't get that message to the hood, who will? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the hood people, a lot of the, the regular world who hear hip-hop, kind of misconstrued all the time. I think hood people just want to always be in the hood. Yeah. A lot of people want better. A lot of people want to strive for better. A lot of people want better situations. Absolutely. But they have to be informed that it's possible. And, you know, that it's cool to do it and it's cool to strive for, for better. Like, and a lot of people are mostly like that, but most people don't know that. So we're just trying to broadcast the message. Like, you know what I mean? It's to the best of our ability. Now the evolution is evident. I mean, you know, y'all brothers, y'all juicing, y'all plant-based. You, you see y'all out there exercising in the morning. But what do you do when a brother comes up to y'all and say, yo, I stabbed somebody to the locks back in the day. I shot somebody to some locks music back in the day. I hear that all the time. <laughs> Salute that. I hear that all the time. Yo, you got me through my bid and this and that. And yo, I'll be wilding to y'all, son. I'll be like, yo, um, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I be feeling horrible. I ain't gonna lie. I I I apologize. I say I feel horrible. I say we gotta both do better. Like you know what I mean? But it happens, like you know what I mean? That was part of the energy and um you understand it, but that's all of all of our process and moving forward. So we take those exact moments to say, all right, that happened, that happened with us. Now we gotta move forward and do better. Like you know what I mean? Now you guys have been together for a long time as a group, and not one time have we heard of the locks fighting, beefing bickering and you don't hear that with groups at all so how have you guys stayed so solid throughout the times because 
I mean, y'all brothers and brothers got to fight once in a while, but keep it behind the door, man. Once we we got any disagreements, we go in. Yeah. Chew everybody's, you know, let get your ventilate amongst each other, curse each other out, whatever. When we leave the, when we go out the door and close it, all that stuff stays in the door and inside. Right. Keep the respect for each other, and yo, and it definitely won't be on no social media, none of that, ever. For yeah. sure. Who, who gets Never cursed? Hit sin. Who gets cursed out the most? Um, probably kiss. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Probably kiss. <laughs> probably kiss. What? Uh, I don't know what. Styles. Uh, he's a single child, man. <laughs> he's, he's only. So child. am I. <laughs> you grew up with Uncle Edo right there. Yeah, I yeah, mean, true, true, true. You, you had to share the room with Uncle Edo. You know what I mean? Kiss they have to share rooms. Like, you know what I mean? So he, he's a Gemini, man. Yeah, that's why I was going to say he beat me to He's a Gemini. He's crazy. Like, like, like one of the best sources of material for bars nowadays? You know, it's the new wave. Yeah. You got to use it to your advantage. Don't let it disrupt your mentality or your mental. And, um, I mean, that's it. What about, the Maya, what, what about the My America record? No, that joint is fire. Like, um... You know, we talking some real stuff on there. It took a lot. It actually took a lot to make that record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Late night. Yeah, that was it. I wish we could have documented that session. It was a rough one. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what, what happened in the session? Yeah, what's so rough about it? People you know, like, going through it a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had it to... brought me back. It brought me back to a lot yeah. of things I was going through. So I was trying to express it. But Luce called me and I heard the thing and it just touched my soul. And then just trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. Very hard to lay, like you know, but made it through. They hugged me, got me liquor, left me alone, gave <laughs> me a joint, came back, checked on me, said you good. Yeah. You know, I, I had to scream, had to yell, had to cry, but verse came out. Right. Yeah. On, on the record, you say you, you talk about how, how, how you don't cry so much, you almost tired of crying. Yeah. Hell yeah, especially now, COVID, black people, racism. It's every day you kind of cry now. It gets sad sometimes, like you know yeah. what I mean. Very, very dark time. That's why I get very, very dark times. Like, like what's like? I, I was wondering when I'm hearing the song and I'm listening. I'm like, what's an ideal America for y'all? Wow, that's yeah. a great question. I think a, I think an ideal America for for me is definitely where um, where we get some equality first and foremost. Like, you know what I mean? We ain't gotta be worried about our kids when they go outside. Yeah. A fair shot, a fair oh, shot for our children. Point blank. I right. think we've been we've been spiritually attacked for so long that it's, it's the toll is too much now. Like you know what I mean? And I think we just need some equality and fairness as human beings. Like it's it's been far far too long, and I think the whole world just as human beings should want to step up. It's a lot of black and white kids mixed, a lot of mixed races, and so you know it's, it's so much division that it's it's just overwhelmingly painful. All right, we got more with the locks when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got the locks in the building. Now, you know, I want to, I want to ask, you know, watching the versus battle, right, and watching so many people give the flowers to kiss, did that make you guys want to say, you know what, the locks should do a versus? Because, I mean, you got so many joints, and so many people forget about so many, some of the street anthems and records yeah. hits and all the, all the bangers that you guys put out. But is that something that you guys would... But think about doing because we've been asked that. We've been asked that. I think, I I think we need that? to do one. I, I would love for the locks to do one because versus is one of the only platforms where it don't matter about your accolades, it don't matter what you sold. You get up there and strategize your playlist accordingly. It's about that. You know what I mean? Gotta be the right, gotta be the right versus, though. 
Mm-hmm. It's all about cultural catalog with the verses. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And what did Good you got? Who, who, who would it be? Who would it be against? I don't know, man. I think that y'all have a very unique space in rap. Like, yeah. you know, like I can't, I can't even like who's the three man rap groups? Ain't none. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. The I always said a very unique I, place in rap. I always said it have to be like, um, Dipset or like, but you know, they're not really a group, right? It's just a bunch of different artists. G Unit is a bunch of different artists. It could be like Outcast. We go against Outcast. Dipset's a group. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, group. I have to be D Block versus the versus. Right, the, right. Yeah. D-block versus <laughs> It's what you always say. Everybody ain't even together no more, man. Yeah, you know? one, one strike. You can't. And only only Havoc can show up without P because P, you know, P died. Yeah, but everything blood. else, if you call it a group and only two members show up, you already <laughs> lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we ain't going for none of that. It's, hey, that's how I grew watching 112. I was like, yeah, two cool. members. It was only 11 then. <laughs> <laughs> What did y'all think when y'all seen uh, J.D. Kiss and he was uh, drunk and high? Uh, and I, know, I, thought, I thought he was good. I thought he was, I, I, you know. I, was I wasn't sure. high, Envy. That's why I was so drunk. They didn't let me smoke, man. They lied me he, up. He was regular. He was kind yeah, of like, regular. He was regular. They seen me like that. that was, they, seen, they always like see me show. like that. Yeah, that's show. Like I looked like that to the yeah. world, but to them, I was regular. Mm-hmm. That's right before the show, man. You know how it go. You know what I mean? So, um. That's that's right before the show energy. So I was drunker than him to be honest, watching it. Oh, celebrating it? <laughs> well, I, I was, it said P I was had the rip. paper towel bandana on and all that. Yeah, like. I had to go, I had to throw it back, man. You know what I mean? I was chilling watching that. That was a good joint though, man. Was you know? really fun. Now the record um do to me. Is it is it is it difficult even at this stage of y'all career to go in there and make those make those kind of records? Cause they're so almost me, like radio woman friendly but, records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we actually had fun making that. We all was in Cali at Scott Storch crib. Um, we had fun. We made like three records that night. So yeah. I wasn't, you know, the young locks would have been a little stubborn yeah. to that kind of song. But like I said, we grown up now. So I know a record you probably love styles was Stink of the Locks. Definitely. Yeah, shout out to Zelda, man. Now, Zelda reminds me of the locks. I don't, know they, I don't think they're. I don't know if they're a group, but they remind me of the locks. Everybody, yeah, yeah. The new locks. Yeah. They got they some got, LOX offspring. They got definitely. that energy. They definitely got that raw, authentic, sweet energy. And we um, we salute and we nod. We we give a big nod to what they do. Like all the younger um fellows who who carry the torch and what we do, we like to salute. Give we ain't no old grumpy dudes, man. We like some of the new guys, man. One hundred percent. When y'all go in the studio with them, I know you think I gotta bust their ass though. Absolutely. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. Still, everybody. That's the same mindset as everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got that mindset y'all. with each other. That's how we rap with each other. When I hear Kissing Styles, I'm like, man, I got to go in. Period. Word. Hey. Well, I need to ask about that because I'm listening to the album, and I got to say, man, Sheik, I, I think I might have to give you MVP on this album, man. Yeah, I was, by, I was, I was getting busy, right? You, you was in a zone. I'm not going to lie. You was in a zone. Yeah, yeah. Every song. I like having fun, man. I like having fun, and that's it. Right. So what got into you? Like, what was the inspiration? What made you say I'm about to really go in on this one? I got these two dudes, my brothers, man. And then, and then the world, whoever's sleeping on me, I'm like, dude, Silverback, I'm, I'm here. Let's get it. All right. And I think too, we yeah, got all the time, Sheik. Like, we heard Styles music, we heard Kiss, we haven't heard Sheik in, in a minute. So absolutely, to hear you as well. Wow, that's dope. Absolutely, yeah. Appreciate What's that, the, man. 
So, so, so kissing styles when y'all when y'all hear it in the album and y'all like, damn, she going in, or you know, kiss you like, damn, styles going in, and styles like, damn, kiss going in. How how did that make y'all feel as as, as MCs? It's a win for the team. Yeah, you know what I mean, a, it ain't like when is a when is us. It's a win. You know what I mean, absolutely. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a that's that's what that's like crutches. It's crutches. Yeah. Then we get his ass on the next one. Yeah. Enough yeah. people oh, say that. I'm just planning to get his ass on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all war, remixes and everything, bro. But now nah, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's what keeps our brotherhood. We know we ain't a if one is winning, we're all winning. And anytime I go first anywhere, I already know I, I was set up for failure. <laughs> anytime you lead off a track with, with these two, I'd be yeah. like, you know, I, I I'm just doing my part, man. But nah, it's all love, man. We, we yep. kill shit. That's what we do. What, what what feelings did the Rough Riders documentary bring out of y'all? Sitting back and and, and watching that, what was it like reliving those moments? I mean, oh, I, beautiful. Yeah. I actually watched it all last night. I ain't never watched yeah. it till last night. I watched all of them at once. I oh, thought man. it was amazing. Yeah, I just watched. I wanted. I binge watched all five parts last night at once. After my son's um, birthday party, I joined. Yeah, happy birthday to them, man. Word. Word. Yeah, good luck. Uh, it was stuff that I didn't even know about on that, on that, um, on that double. Yeah, I learned, I learned some history about them before they actually got to us. Right. I didn't know some of that stuff. Really? I like how, I like how Wild was on his, he was on his, his Debo, his Suge Knight. I didn't even know that about me. So calm and cool. Like, you know what I mean? Why I, I was going that? in, I was going in his living room. Right. Y'all didn't know none of that. How he got y'all off the contract at the DMX. Y'all didn't know none of that? We knew some of that, but I, with me, no, was, no, we knew about us. We ain't yeah. know some of the other stuff. Everything I, with us. I was like, we quiet knew. but I thought it was always like D and his homies. But you know, okay, Smart. Well, yeah, I like watching. I appreciate uh, um, watching it and just seeing from you know how long we made it from Bad Boy to Rough Rider to now, and our evolution just felt pretty much really dope. Like you know what I mean. Because yeah. I, I finished it up last night, too, and I think, you know, I finished it up just as the album was coming out. Mm. So it was just kind of, you know, like, wow, we've been here for a while. Holding it, it still look good, still rhyme good. Um, from our draft class, a lot of people, you know, they don't get the love or the light we get or the support from the people, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Been able to balance the streets and sort of the mainstream out. So it's kind of really, and we was extremely well Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stream me what? Ghetto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghetto. Mercy. They have no idea. Yeah. Word. So that was beautiful. What are you comparing it to, though, Styles? When I see it, I just see some young brothers from the hood trying to make it. Like, what's the, what is ghetto? <laughs> for one, for, I mean, the, a the lot of situations. tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, throwing the chair at Puff. I'm glad, they <laughs> edit, I'm glad they edited that whole Boston thing the way they did. Oh, which is yeah, yeah I, I was glad on the Boston. I was, I was really glad on the Boston they edit the Hawks. Just, you know, because, um, I don't know, we was ghetto. The Boston story was, was crazy because I was all the way in South Carolina at the time, and there wasn't no social media then, and yeah. I heard about that story. I'm like, how did I know about this? Yeah, now nah, it was all over the radio. It was like the locks held it down, this and that. Social media, we would have just been getting yeah. out of jail right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, social media, we would have just been right. getting out right now. <laughs> That's a fact. Do y'all think they covered enough, like, as, as far as y'all are concerned, or is there more of a story? To nah, tell? it's still some stuff for us. A lot to tell about us. That's why we got the documentary yeah, it's a, coming. It's a whole yes. lot of us stuff. I think the live story is going to be dope. When, when is the documentary coming? You're trying to get a home for it now. So, yeah. Oh, it's done. It's done. 
It's done, yeah. All right, we got more with the locks when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got the locks in the building. Charlemagne. I wonder if y'all going to address this on the dock because I ain't seen it on the Rough Rider dock. I never knew DMX was throwing throwing shots at y'all on that record, Trina Mo, off the Great Depression album. What, what, what was that about? What'd he say? What's song? Tr- Trina Mo? Uh, I don't know. How'd that go? Yeah. It's you don't the know the album. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't really into that album because I was looking at I was looking at this list and it was um disc records you didn't know was disc records and they was like DMX Trina Mo. Cause like they said he was mad that y'all um I don't know what he was mad about they said. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I'm asking about it. Hey, yo, you I, got me. That's that's new. Yeah, I never heard about yeah, that. He just he just that tried to threw me off just now. Oh, that we'll might call be him after this. We'll call him after this. Yeah, I got to call him the Swiss after this. <laughs> you opened up a tent. You just opened up a tent, Charlie. <laughs> Have y'all ever had friction, though? <laughs> of course. Can't be successful without friction. Yeah. X is an OG, though. X, you know, he been running around a little before us, a lot before us. Yeah. He still, he even still sound fresh on Move On. I mean, on, on Bounce. On Bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in the studio ready. He was on time and everything. He came in the studio ready to work. Yeah. Why do you think Yonkers, um, Yonkers, Yonkers don't get the credit it deserves for all this contributed to the culture? From Mary to the Locks, the X. Ooh. Not one of the boroughs. Yeah. Well, that area. Mm-hmm. For one, you didn't know where it was at at first. Mm-hmm. They was asking me as a cow and then all that. They like was charging that. us so, as upstate. Yeah. yeah. They just hey, people are like oh, Mount Vernon and, and New Rochelle and all that, and so we came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I think all the acts you just named, as far as X, Mary, and ourselves, we just give you ourselves. Like we we happen to just get successful from being ourselves. So we're not selling you anything extra. Like you, all the movements you see, all the vibes you see, anything you see from us is we don't we ain't riding any industry waves. Right. We don't follow the guidelines. We do what we do. We do it how we do it, and it's um. You know, I, I think I think we I think we do, but it's just like it's raw. It's a raw salute. Like, you know what I mean? It's not all of the glamouring blitz and the and the hoopla. Like I don't think no R&B singer in the world could beat Mary in the verses. That's just my opinion. no, no. Like, you know what I mean? Not so even you, like you know what I mean? So she's you know the greatest one of the greatest female R&B singers yeah. of all time. I never, I never I never thought of that. You're right. You're right. Doctor, it would have to be like. Yo, who would it be? Mariah nah, or like, like, you gotta be like Aretha Franklin or somebody. Uh, uh, none, of, none, of, none, of, none of that count for verses. Every chick that's gonna look at verses, they'll mop their kitchen to Mary's whole catalog. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Let's go, Mary. <laughs> it's not even close. So I think when you make, I think when you just make raw, organic, authentic music, and you come from a place like where we come from, and you know, you see the attitude we give off and that energy, see that you, you know, you. You gonna ride with it or not ride with it? Absolutely. You think y'all made the bar too high for young, or not just y'all, but when you got X, when you got married, when you got the locks, if you were un- young artists from Yonkers, that's a very high bar. The- I think the bar was high. It definitely was high back then. But right now, these people, that. they don't care right now. They ain't even thinking about what they're talking about. Yeah, it is. I think you got to use your resources. I think you got to use your resources because... I think that was one of the sporty thieves' downfalls is not doing those songs with the locks, X, Mary, that hurt them. Like, So coming from Y.O., if you get in the game, you got to utilize your Y.O. resources. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, that's crazy. I didn't even know Sporty Thieves was from Yonkers till you said that. See? You see? Word. I didn't even know that. I thought they was from Jersey. Dude, from my block. One of them. Two, I went to school with one of them, and one of them lived on my block for his whole life. Mm. So what do you think that was? They just didn't know how to approach y'all? Or? They tried to. They knew us. We cool with them. We never had beef with them. They just tried to do it without the powers of the town. They just want to do it without connection. They want to say they stood on their own. Independent, yeah. That hurt, that bit them in the ass in the long run. And you know what I think it is, too? Um, if you think about, again, think about X story, think about Mary's story, and think about our story, um, I think a lot of people don't know what it took for us and how long it took and, you know, all our trials and tribulations. And um, we tried. Luke should tell you we tried and we tried. But anybody who's going to pop in the town, we're going to support it. You, you know, t- timeless music is always relevant, man, but does it ever disappoint you uh, or put you in, like, a, a, a little dark state when you realize, like, the content of Filthy America is still so relevant right now? Like, that could have been the album y'all put out today. Yeah, no. Yeah. It sucks. Some kind of songs yeah. always going to get overlooked, those type of messages, those type of... So you just got to hope people like yourself absorb it and able to appreciate it and... You know what I mean? Maybe a few years they'll look back and say, oh, this this was something we should have paid more attention to. You I think, know what I mean? Yeah. I think just the state of where we at, like you're saying, and think about it, how that could work right now. It is it, it is depressing, but um, try to see the light at the end of the tunnel and um, and understand that as we, we at the boiling point. We've been at the boiling point for a long time. So, you know, it may get a lot worse, may get a little worse, but change is definitely gonna have to come. It's inevitable. This idiot, this idiot Trump, on, Trump on TV talking about I done more for the blacks and this and that and dude, we don't need you to do for us. We just make it fair so we can do for ourselves. Period. Ooh, that's a bar. <laughs> that's definitely a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> I feel like that with all politicians though. I don't Me need too. you to do for us. Just, just make it fair so we can do for all ourselves. Right. I like that. Yep. We gotta start buying the politicians, man. That's what it is. At the end of the day, we have no I don't want to quote, I don't know the doctor's name. I think it's Dr. Tisdale. I could be wrong. And I know he's campaigns. Yeah. If you don't have economical power, like you said, we don't mean nothing. It would kill a lot of other races in this country besides black people. We have no economical power. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the Dems, the blue side and the red side, both two birds. I mean, two, you know, two wings of one bird. Um, what have we gotten out of this party? The constitution, like, it's the same constitution. No matter what party you pick, it's still the same constitution that was made when we were slaves and women didn't count for anything. So everything else in the world has advanced and changed from clothes to technology to the microphone we on to the way they speak to light to everything. Everything has advanced except this constitution that was made by racist white men hundreds of years ago. Mm. So how is the Democratic or Republican Party going to work for anybody? I think, I think you're talking about um da- uh, Darity Styles, Doctor Darity, William Darity. Yeah, I think, I think you've been right. Yeah, Kiss, how far oh, are you man. running, Kiss? You've been running for a long time. How far do you run? I'm actually power walking. I go from um, White Plains Church Ave, Church Ave and White Plains to the Kensico Dam. I go up the stairs a few times. It's about eight and a half miles. I see people walking past you like you on the block, like, yo, Dust, the album is dope, kid. <laughs> yeah, I see some people here. Havoc. I usually see Havoc here every morning riding his bike. All right. That's dope. We don't want to keep you off from your workouts. I see Styles. He, he he dressed ready to go for a run. He said he going at about 2 o'clock today. We'll go around 2. Yeah, I get my little three miles in. Yeah, Luch, Luch got to go after he watched The Price is Right. 
Absolutely. You want to do prices right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He loves it. it. <laughs> he don't do nothing till he watch the prices. Nothing. He can't go to the studio. He can't no. have a meeting. Dude, I mean, Even on family vacation. I go upstairs in my room real quick. Day. Yeah, you uh, got to watch the prices right. Yo, that would be one of the highest rated prices right ever <laughs> if Sheik Luch is on the prices right one more. And I'm a win. And I'm a hack of fourth. Yo, they call me up there. I'm like, yo, that ain't Luch. I'm, I'm Word. Come on down. Word. <laughs> I want to just salute y'all on being legends, man. Y'all longevity in the game. That needs to be celebrated. You know what I mean? It needs Word. to be celebrated that 20 years later, y'all on your third album. <laughs> Absolutely. Much love, King. Thank you. Right. Love y'all. Y'all cool. be safe. Yes, All right, have All a good right. one, y'all. Cool. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day goes to a hip hop music producer named J.W. Lucas. I have never heard of this individual in my life. Didn't know he existed until yesterday. Envy, you ever heard of him? No, I haven't. Angelie, you ever heard of him? Nope. Okay, but he's produced for Little Uzi, Jack Harlow, The Baby, and Pop Smoke. So says The Shade Room and Genius. I feel like I am giving this man what he wants and what he seems to want is attention. Uh, I don't know how or why you wake up and go to your social media and open up your Twitter and decide to tweet out something like this. This is what J.W. Lucas tweeted out. Why is the world asking for justice for hashtag Breonna Taylor? Of course she shouldn't have lost her life. But do you realize that she was involved with multiple drug dealers who were using her house as a trap spot? If you sign up for that life, there are consequences in tweet. He actually posted that. Those words came out of his thumbs. First of all, wow. none of that is true. <laughs> right? None of that is true. Let's just start there. None of that is true. We should all know the story of Breonna Taylor by now. Uh, if you don't, here's a quick recap. Shortly after midnight on March 13th, Louisville police officers executing a search warrant used the battering ram to enter the apartment of 26-year-old Breonna Taylor. Contrary to J.W. Lucas's dumbass tweet, she was not a trap queen. She was an emergency room technician. All right? She was in bed with her husband, I mean, her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. Okay? When they both heard the door get banged down, it was a brief exchange. And Kenneth did what I believe any human in America who owns a firearm would do if someone broke into his house, and that's let the hammer fly. All right, that's exactly what the right to bear arms is all about. Okay, the Second Amendment is the right for people to possess weapons for their own defense. There is not a man, woman, or child in America who owns a gun, who knows how to fire a gun, who would not have done the same thing in that situation. Okay, Kenneth fired, police fired back, several shots, and poor Breonna Taylor was murdered. Now, there was so many things wrong with this situation, but the main problem was police had been investigating two men who they believe were selling drugs out of a house that was far from Miss Taylor's home. Okay, but a judge had also signed a warrant allowing the police to search Miss Taylor's residence because the police said they believed that one of the two men had used her apartment to receive packages. No drugs were found in the apartment. Okay, none. The police report contained multiple errors. They listed Breonna Taylor's injuries as none, even though she had been shot eight times. And they say they had not forced, they, they, they did not force their way into the apartment, though they used the battering ram to break the door open. And police had already 
located the main suspect in the investigation by the time they decided to run up in Brianna's apartment. So they had who they were looking for already, okay? The moral of the story is J.W. Lucas doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and only in America will a white man find a way to defend the oppressor while making the oppressed a victim. Now, I saw on Hollywood Unlocked and the Shade Room yesterday where one of our fearless leaders, Queen Tamika Mallory, dropped on the clues bonds for Tamika Mallory. Speaking to J.W. Lucas, uh, some people said Tamika was wasting her time. I don't think standing up for Breonna Taylor or any black person who has lost their life due to systemic racism is a waste of time. I thought maybe this guy, J.W. Lucas, would have come to his senses and let Tamika talk some sense into him after being corrected, but no. Let's listen extremely racist for a white man to try to tell black people what we are doing, where we need to go, what our issues that, are. And that is part of the gated institutional narrative. No, Tamika, I should be, I should be a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement because I'm more capable than you. Right. Yes, I am. You know what? Here's what you don't understand do. the nature Here's of reality. Do, All Lucas. negative externalities must be eliminated. The people that you do business with to make a decision about whether or not what you're saying and the propaganda and the lies that you're spreading is something that they should continue to support. So what I promise you is that you will have to deal with me for the rest of your life because anybody you do business with, I'm going to show up to make sure that they know that you are a racist, and that your rhetoric and the tone that you're using is extremely dangerous and that you disrespected the life of a young 26-year-old Never. woman. Never. Never. I will not accept that. That's And it shows your colors. You don't give a about decreasing problems, Tamika. You care about getting your own political game. Did you hear the white privilege oozing out of his pores? Right. First of all, people really need to watch their tone when it comes to talking to queens like Tamika Mallory. Second of all, for him to say he can lead the movement better than Tamika? <laughs> what do you even say to that? Like, what's your response? Why do you even dignify that with a response? Why does he feel comfortable talking like that and saying I'm disgusted. Like he, could, he could lead the movement better than Tamika? You know why? Because he's a white man talking to a black person, especially a black woman. So it's a level of superiority and privilege that just comes with that. All right? Sexism, racism, we already know what it is. Now, keep in mind, he's a hip-hop producer. So he was also on last night talking hip-hop. Listen to what this man said about our culture. You're calling me a culture vulture. When I am telling you that I bring more to hip-hop culture than anyone in it, period. He does more for hip-hop than anyone in it? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I never even heard of you until yesterday. Okay? The caucasity. The unmitigated, ghostly, pale gall of this human. You know, J.W., feel how you want to feel. Say what you want to say. It's America. You have that right. Do your thing. But there has to be consequences and repercussions for people who talk like this. See, you can have freedom of speech, but you cannot be free of the consequences of said speech. And this is why we need our own version of, like, the Southern Poverty Law Center or the ADL, these organizations that fight against bigotry and racism when someone does or says something that's offensive, you know, to our culture, hip-hop, blackness. We should be organized or have an organization that lets people know this ain't welcome, okay? We see it happen to people all the time, but for some reason, when it comes to hip-hop and, and blackness, people are just allowed to continuously disrespect us, and nobody says anything, all right? Nothing happens. Case in point, as I've said before, we can't even get the cops who kill us fired. 
We can't even get people canceled when they kill us. So, of course, someone like J.W. Lucas feels comfortable disrespecting us on all levels while making money in and off our culture. J. Lucas, today is a nice day. I don't, I don't know where you're located in the world, but it's, it's summertime. I know you're in America. It's summertime, and it's nice out. So at some point today, uh, I want you to go outside barefoot if you can. Put your feet in the ground, okay? Get grounded, all right? Take a few deep ocean breaths. Make sure your inhales and exhales are long, full, and deep. After you do that, look up. Look up, look up, look up. There is a star at the center of the solar system. It's the foundation of the solar system. It's a nearly perfect sphere of hot plasma. I want you to look at it. Feel the rays from it. Let it shine on your white skin and say to yourself, sun, scream it, sun, and then spell it to yourself, S-U-N. Give me a S, give me a U, give me a N, and let it be a reminder to you that sun means shut up, n***. That's what you have to do when you feel like tweeting something stupid or getting on live and saying something stupid. Just go outside and get some sun and remind yourself to shut up, And yes, white folks can be N-words too. Please let Remy Ma give J.W. Lucas the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. You dumb. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at you, brother. Who? You. This is usually where we do a petty party or something like that. You ain't want to do that today? Um, do some clown emojis, you know? If, if you know, we, don't have, we can do clown emojis, but what we need to do is go in his comments, J.W. Lucas 702, all right, J.W. Lucas 702, and put a bunch of sons in his comments, all right, and say, shut up, n***. Okay, <laughs> and let's see, uh, let's see if he's stupid enough to get on live later and say, I got a bunch of people telling me to shut up in my comments. <laughs> Let, let's see what happens, guys. This is a good social experiment. Let's see how far he's willing to take this, okay? Go to his comments. His Instagram is jwlucas, J-W-L-U-C-A-S-702. Oh, he must be in Vegas. And put a bunch of sons. Just put the sun in his comments with the phrase, shut up, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Vaughn. Vaughn, what's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? All right, so check it. Listen, man. Um, well, Charlemagne, I know this from Florida stuff. <laughs> All real. But check it. So about three, four weeks ago, Tampa don't like St. Pete. We over there in St. Pete. You know what I'm saying? I really don't like St. Pete. You know what I'm saying? But it's my wife's family or whatever. So, so we chill. You know what I'm saying? I'm going over there by like 2 o'clock. It's about 6 o'clock. I'm like, all right. She was like, my dad coming. He don't get over there by like 9 o'clock. He was like, he want to play in space or whatever. We play Uh-oh. in space. We chill. We tell, you know, I don't even talk noise. I don't really talk noise like that. So I'm like, I'm going to beat the falling car. You can't beat that. Oh, you can't beat that. <laughs> so I'm just killing him. I, I win like four games. So he back on the table. My wife like, bro, just chill, just chill. He, she see he getting mad. But I'm like, I ain't saying nothing outlandish. I ain't cursing or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so boom, like I quit. And she she going to get the kids. She going to go get the kids. So 
He stand up. He like, man, I'm trying to play cards. What you trying to do? I say, I'm trying to play cards. What you trying to do? He swung on me. Uh oh. He swung on you? My goodness. Yeah. He got that prison mentality. He done did like 16 years in prison, you feel me? So he got out like 2016 or whatever. So he got his two girlfriends over there or whatever. So he trying to he trying to hang, you feel me? He trying to, so I take him up and through there, but I ain't swing. I just break everything like, I'm just throwing them everywhere. Like, boy, you crazy. So his nephew come over, like her cousin, her nephew come over and steal me. Boom. Now I'm by myself. I'm in St. Pete. I'm from Tampa. I'm by myself. I'm trying to kill her. I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to chill. But, you know what I'm saying? We get out of the, the auntie like, don't call the police to my house. I'm like, don't call the police. I ain't never called 911 a day in my life. But she like, don't call right. the police to my house. Boom. So, anyway, long story. We, <laughs> I'm still I'm still hot right now. I still need five minutes to go for Oh, my gosh. Y'all got to, listen, let's be clear. People will get into a fight over a game of spades. That's kind of the initiator. Right. Were y'all drinking? Yeah, I was drinking. He was drinking, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? He even picked up a bottle and swung it at me. I'm going to tell you something. The one time when I was growing up, there was a big fight. It was my 21st birthday. I had a party at my parents' house, and the fight was over a game of spades, and somebody did grab a bottle, break it, try to stab somebody. Someone pulled out a baseball bat, a gun. They broke through the glass. Things got very out of hand. At your family house? Yes. My dad would tell you this story. And I'm going to tell you who was involved in that fight. Benny Boom, <laughs> the director. But anyway, um, so I will say a couple of things. Your girl was telling you to chill. Your wife was telling you to chill because she knows her dad, right? Right. And you didn't chill. Right. And then things escalated. Hmm? That part. Yeah, I still need five minutes. Right. I still need five so, minutes. <laughs> so the issue, you don't want to be fighting with your wife's father. Like, that's just out of order. It's unnecessary. Y'all ain't even got no real problem with each other, right? Right. I'm from Florida, though. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that got to do with anything? You know what it means, <laughs> Listen, what's more important to you? Your wife? Okay. I don't even want Or no your pride? Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, nothing. Block numbers, everything. Everything got to go. I'm a Libra also, like... I keep telling her, oh, like, listen, man, you gotta, you gotta get rid of all that. I don't even play. Like your auntie, the one that said, don't talk, the, uh, don't call the police to the house. I'm like, I'm cool with her. The, the uh, daughter, I'm cool with that one. But the rest of them, they did nothing. You can't, you can't have no conversation. Or we can just go ahead and, you know, somebody. You can't, you can't tell her she can't talk to her family. Who can't? That's her family. <laughs> Who can't? Come. Don't make that woman. <laughs> don't make that woman choose between her man and her family. Now, come on, that's not fair. Why not? Goodness gracious. What if she told what if she told you she don't want you talking to your family members? I have to respect that we won. Listen, if you guys are one, what does she think about all this? Because you also have to being one also means you gotta respect her feelings also. It ain't just she gotta do what you want. Um, you're not giving me no good answer. <laughs> I'm not giving you the answer you want to hear, right? That's <laughs> But all you I'm saying Florida, is, what is, what, is, what is she saying about this? What is your wife saying? Nothing. She was fighting with me. Okay, so y'all are one. That's good. <laughs> she was fighting with you. She was on your side, right? Yeah. Listen, yeah. first, I'll say this. Thank goodness for this quarantine for you guys right now because you have no reason to be around those people. Am I right? You're right. You're right. So maybe what needs to happen is you need a cool down period. I've been trying. I'm telling you, I can't even sleep at night right now. I can't even go to sleep. It, it happened like three weeks ago. I ain't been to sleep. You got, and you might have some anger issues, sir. I do. 
I do. So this is a great time for you to be working on yourself, right? You should never let somebody else affect you to the point where you can't sleep at night. You don't get it. <laughs> you want your five minutes, huh? Hey, Charlamagne, now? Yeah. I'm right here, King. You want, him, you want him to tell you to fight your, your wife's dad? I'm listening to you. Dig a hole for yourself. You don't, ah. <laughs> Boy, like, you don't listen, sit your dumb sir, ass down somewhere. What you need to do is right you need to do some online therapy right now. Talk to somebody about these anger issues that you're having. Might not be a bad idea, and I already know what you're going to say about this, but it might not be a bad idea for you to go and look up some YouTube videos and learn how to do some meditation and some yoga so you, you might can center yourself. But what I will tell you is this. One thing you have to learn, and I've learned this too, is do not let other people control your emotions. Do not let other people control your anger. Once they start doing that, they have control over you. You have to learn how to take control of yourself. And you can only, re uh, only thing you can do is handle how you react to other people, okay? So take control of yourself, your emotions, and all of those things. And don't give people that power where you're up at night. You're right, I learned some karate, bro. <laughs> 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 I up and through that, bro. You tripping? All right, go learn some karate. Go online right now. It's a good time to learn some karate, bro. Hey, go go make go make love to your wife. How about that? Right, I did call in today. <laughs> <laughs> they got All right. a lot of online boxing, a lot of online karate. Learn <laughs> learn something, brother. Good luck. <laughs> Ask. Envy, envy. I'm nice with the hands. I was trying to be respectable. And that old man threw man, you all around that house. Yeah, that, that old man strength. He put that old man strength on your ass, <laughs> and you couldn't do nothing with it. And that's okay. Respect your elders. That's all God trying to show you. I feel like what really happened is her father beat you up, and you want to make sure you get some revenge. I don't that's know. Exactly that's exactly what, what it happened. Feels like. And you like, yep. this is what I should have did. I could have did this. I want to go back and prove myself. No, you took the L because you love your wife. That's all. Respect your, respect your elders. And here's the thing. Her father would never respect you anyway, so he definitely don't respect you after he whipped your ass. <laughs> All right, well, have a good one, man. He Ask up. He you. He hung up on us. He definitely hung up. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit me right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, I want to stay anonymous. All right, okay. Anonymous. What's your question for you? Okay, so um, me and my husband have been married uh, almost two years now. Um, before I started dating him, I was dating a lot of women. So I'm not really, like, experienced with, like, the oral stuff for men. So I tried, and he didn't like it. So we haven't had oral sex in a while, but... I feel mm -hmm. confident in my ability to perform where he can be pleased, but he won't take me seriously because it's been so long since he's had it. Okay, so you know what you're doing now. You feel confident. Well, I don't, I wouldn't never, I don't even know if I, I feel confident, but I don't know if it's going to be right until, you know, I actually try, but he won't let me right. try because. He doesn't yeah. want to be a guinea pig and end up with some abrasions on his penis. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to set it up to where he can be comfortable enough to allow me to um, see, okay, what progression I've made and then go from there. Okay, so look, this is what I think, right? Before you guys get to it, when you're doing your foreplay, you should ask him, can I just kiss it? I'm not going to do anything more than that. And then you should kiss it, and then you should 
tongue kiss it, and then you should just do a little bit more, a little bit more until, you know, he's feeling good about it. And then, you know, that's when you go a little bit more. But just make sure that you keep your mouth very lubricated. Don't use your teeth. Tuck them away. Okay. <laughs> I but I think you, you just got to... Now I'm starting to feel I, less confident. <laughs> well, you, why it sound like you're talking you, about Envy bike riding? <laughs> what? Uh, no, we're definitely not talking about that. But I just... Listen, just start it off. So just say, look, I'm just going to kiss it. I'm not going to do anything else. And then when you kiss it, right? Kissing could mean anything. It could be closed mouth, open mouth. And then, you know, just play around with that area. And then if he likes it, he'll be okay with you going a little further. How will I know if he likes it, though? <laughs> Ask him. Because, oh, because as a man, the man he may he may just accept it just because the love of me as his wife, but he may not want to actually tell me that he's enjoying what's happening. So I'm trying to figure, like, what signs I should look for well, first of all, there's nothing better than asking a direct question. And you can ask it like, okay, do you like that? Well, tell me what you want me to do and I'm going to do it. And be like, how would you like it better? Well, you know, just ask those questions, but you could do it in a sexy way so that he's mm-hmm. going to direct you to the way to do it. And just be like, look, tell me what to do. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I will try that and I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you. I cannot wait to hear about it. <laughs> all right, you guys have a good morning. You too. And that was another edition of <laughs> Service. She had a real question. All right. She, you, it really me. did sound like you was talking about DJ Envy riding his bike, though. I'm not going to no, lie. No, uh, why? Why? Because that's what he did. was visualizing. I, I had to yeah, think about it. I was like, what is she bro? talking about? I'm a married <laughs> man. You got these fantasies about me, and I don't like it. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. You're a liar! <laughs> What's wrong with you? Ask ye 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee is out, so today we're doing Ask C&E. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is John Longstreet. John Longstreet, okay. What's up, John Morning, Longstreet? How you doing, Ken? Hey, I, I call from uh, Sykes, Missouri, 573. Y'all should come out here sometime eat at Lambert's, home of the Fur Rose. But anyways, okay. my, my question is, uh, you know, me and my wife, we're doing our, uh, we're having our anniversary tomorrow. I was just seeing what I could do to keep it spicy. We've been married for four years, so I'm trying to try something different. Four years. Okay. All right. You got two different married men here. You know what I'm saying? One, one yeah. is flavored with lemon cakes. The other is... Chocolate. So, with <laughs> well, I'm with the chocolate, so, yeah. Well, since you've been married for four years, we assume that you've uh, eaten the b- before, correct? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Okay, I'm just I'm just asking. You know, oh, some, yeah. some, oh, yeah. some people say, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. So so, so, yeah. what are you attending to do? What are you, what are you going to do for her birthday? Are you taking her out? Are you cooking for her? Well, like, what what, what, oh, what are you going to do? We're going, we're going to a cabin in Gatlinburg. So, we're going to, going to chill, just a little re- relaxation. That's a good start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, that's got a good the start. Location. location is very important. So you got the cabin. So it's just you and the wife in the cabin. That's a great start. What else? He, yeah. wants, he wants to so spice it up, to... though. He wants yeah, to spice, want to spice it, up. it up. a little bit. Yeah, just spice it up. Let me ask you a question. Have you taped yourself, well, filmed think... yourself having sex with your wife yet? Have, have you Whoa. taped it yet? No, nah, I never did that before. Now you can do that. So you can film it since you're going to be there the whole week and you tape it, you and your wife going at it, and then y'all watch it later on. And I mean, and that'll turn you on. That'd be spicy. There's something different. But then you make sure you erase it after. That's that's, that's spicy. Absolutely. See, that's me, how me, I me, idea. Got, 
me and Envy got two different approaches. You know what I'm saying? I like uh, I, I like to start with the mental and emotional aspect of it. You know, four years is is, is, is a long time. You know what I mean? Four years gets you through high school, gets you a bachelor's degree. And I think that you should yeah. take this opportunity in that cabin to just remind your wife how much she means to you. Um, you know, how you're the, the most blessed person in the world to have this beautiful queen by your side. And I think that when you reinforce those things in her mentally, that's going to make the b- sweater. And I'm not, I don't mean, I mean that in the most respectful <laughs> way possible because it's your wife. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But you, but you start yeah. with the, you start with the mind sex first, then you get to what Envy's talking about. You know yep. what I mean? Most but you gotta, most you gotta use those, you, you, you gotta use those, that, that time to just express to her how much the last four years have meant to you and how she's just your world. Now, you do have a black woman, right? Uh, no, she she's mixed. She's white Mexican. Same rules apply. Yeah, uh, same rules apply. Uh, you know I'm, what I'm saying? Hey, hey, just, yeah. Hey, but, you know, yeah, I believe, but I, I, I would definitely my, do that. I believe with my smooth, with my smooth talk, I, I, I went over either way. Okay. Well, yeah, like you said, start with the mental yeah. and then get to the physical and then enjoy it. Have some fun, you know what I mean? You know, and tape it, watch it, and then, you know, joke about it, laugh about it, and then erase it. All right, absolutely. All. You mind That's if all. I give a shout-out to her? Go ahead, brother. Of oh, course, okay. give a shout-out uh, to her. <laughs> Darlene, Darlene Longstreet, I love you so much, baby. You don't know how much you changed my life, but I love you so much. Happy anniversary to us, all right? Shout-out to Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy. All they do, I love watching y'all show, all right? All right, man, good luck, man. Appreciate it. All right, you, y'all man. have a good one, man. All right, man, don't and, let and, us down. And make sure you buy her. Make, make, and make sure you buy her a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. Oh, my goodness. All right. As C and E, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're asking... Ladies, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Now, this came from our conversation with Sherry Shepard this morning. Let's play a clip. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here. Because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. So we're asking, would you? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Lorenzo. Hey, Lorenzo, Lorenzo. would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Yeah, I drive a hoopty right now. I'm a married man. When I met my (laughs) wife, I drove a hoopty. But we own rental properties. We got a nice house that we're proud of, and it's not an issue. Not about where you now, start, I, about where you now slow down. There you go. What kind of car do you drive? Because I want to know your definition of a hoopty. Because Envy's definition was all off. Okay, I drive a 2003 Ford Focus right now. Okay, yeah. That's a hoopty. <laughs> that, 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 you win. You, you win. <laughs> Shut you right up, ye. That that is now, a hoopty. Now why don't you? Why don't you get a newer car? I'm just curious. It's just not important to me. I'm more worried about getting more rental properties. I'm more worried about keeping my wife happy. And uh, leaving my kids something when I'm gone. That's my focus. There you go. That's my Ford focus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. You know I've always, uh, Ed, Eddie, I'm kind of like your dad. You said he always drove a hoopty. I just never really felt always. comfortable in a nice car, to be honest. This is what I always drive. Really? Would, would you like it if, like, you know, maybe your wife surprised you and bought you a new car? Would that be dope? 
Nah, she better get, no, get us another property. There you go. Because you know, Cause you know what? I'm not going to lie, though. Sometimes them cars get old, and then you end up spending so much money fixing things. You, you might as well just get a new car. Nah, get your old hoop to put liability on it, and you're good. Nah, How much is a new... How much is a new Ford Focus? Let me see. How much does that run? No, boy, why are you laughing? (laughs) Y'all laughing at my car? She laughing at your car. No, I'm just trying to see what the... Don't let her laugh at your car. This is a wagon. Let's see. How much can we get for that? Okay. Don't you Ford Focus, Shane. You might get like $3,000 for it. How many miles it got on it? Uh, got like 190. Oh, wow. Oh, no, you're not going to get $3,000. Yeah, you're going to get about... But you're gonna get about nine hundred dollars. You're right. That's a that's a full focus, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Sharon was wrong though. She was talking about how she bringing a man up and he can't go where she can go. Men do that with women all the time, but that women expect it, and that's the difference. They expect for okay. a man to take them places they couldn't go and things like that. So it, it's, uh, it it's depends. Like, oh, no, no. Let's not generalize. There's a lot of places I can go. That I, you know, I'm not. I, Eeks, I can man. take myself a lot of places, so you know, I get it. And she can take herself a lot of places. So I think her point was, I can do these things, and if he can't do them, then it might hurt his own ego. I just want to give you a lot of props for having that Ford Focus with two hundred thousand miles, brother. You, 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 <laughs> you stay clean out there, man. Hello, who's this? This is Celia. Hey, Celia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're asking, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Well, in my younger days, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but I'm in my mid-30s, right. and I think that if you don't have, uh, if your life choices haven't led you to at least have a reliable vehicle in your mid-30s, then we'll probably butt heads. What if it's a reliable hoopty? I-, I still think, you know, it should be it should be something <laughs> up-to-date and nice. I-, I think a hoopty doesn't go hand-in-hand with reliable. Hoopty, to me, is like it's run down. It's not up to par. You probably have problems with it. It's not, you know, it's not right. something that if you're in your mid-30s that you should be, you know, you should have something nice and reliable. I agree with you. And I, I agree that when you're younger, things like that don't matter because we all struggling trying to make it. But when you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I don't want to have, like, struggle love anymore. Right. And I understand things happen, but, like, I don't want to have to weed through, like, okay, are you just going through something or is this just who you are? Are you just a person that doesn't make good decisions, you know? At least at least come with a reliable, up-to-date vehicle. And then he's like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your car to get to work? Then you dropping yeah, him off at that. work. I have seven children. Seven children. I don't need eight. Then you <laughs> How do you fit all those kids in the car? She got a minivan. I minivan can't sit. <laughs> minivan can't sit. Eight? She got the third I, I row. So much. I can't even believe I'm talking to you. Even I, with I a third that. row. What kind of car do you got that seats eight? I have a, a, a Chrysler, um, a Dodge, or what is it? A Chrysler uh, Town you and Country. You don't even know what she has. <laughs> I know, Chrysler I know. Town and Country. There's no way in hell you get all seven kids in that one yes, car. Yes, you can. No, Look, you can. three in the middle, three in the back, one in the front. Yeah. And I have teenagers, and and sometimes I have my kids and a couple of their friends. They squeeze in, and we make it happen. Lap it up, baby. Goodness gracious. (laughs) So wait, who gets to ride shotgun? They all fight over it. So I don't just let my oldest get the shotgun because she's the oldest. If my five-year-old calls it first, then that's who who gets it. Now, let's be honest. (laughs) daily fights and sometimes fist fights over the front (laughs) seat. When your husband's in the car with you, one of the kids got to sit on the floor. Oh, yeah. How are you going to assume that she's a single mom raising seven amazing kids? 
One of them got to sit on the floor. Don't lie. Have a car. You got to at least have an up-to-date car because I'm doing seven by myself. So I, I know if, you, you're, if you're just you, then you can have a, a decent car. It doesn't if have I date to be you, foreign or anything. I got to have a tractor trailer if I date you with those damn kids. <laughs> Jeesh. Not all women with children are liabilities, and not all women with less or no children are assets. That's a fact. No. I just got to get all the kids that in the car. Fact. How y'all going to come to my house for Christmas? We got to get a tractor trailer to get everybody there. Jeez. She like, look, I raised. We're the whole party. You know, you don't have to send out a bunch of invitations. Right. Just invite me. We're so the for the party. pandemic, <laughs> you were straight because you had your seven kids and they had things to do. They were playing with each other the oh, whole time. I'm, I have I'm a great so idea for a, a business for you. You know how they have like people that you could hire if you don't have a lot of friends. If there's people whose kids don't have a lot of friends, they could just call you. <laughs> You're going to bring seven over. You bring all the kids, the and then you just charge them. Yeah, and there's a party. So it's like the wedding singer, but it's like the friend. Right, the friend for the kids. Well, God bless you, mama. I want God more kids. I want 10 kids. So My wife's not trying to have it. I'm trying to have more, 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 more kids. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is we don't want no scrubs. That's what it's sounding like. Now, I understand the diamond and the rough thing. I think when we're younger and we're not in that space and we're all trying to come up together, it means a lot. And there are some women who are okay with, you know, that. And we did speak to a man who actually has a lot of properties and cars aren't important to him. But I do think, you know, we don't want to be having to pick you up on the side of the road because your car broke down. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to ask, having to ask us to drive our car because your car broke down. You can't get to work. So I think as long as you have something decent that works, then, you know, it could work out. But certain people like a Sherry Shepard, she's just not with it. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying your day. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yes, I do. Uh, you have to prepare for what you've prayed for. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? 